Good morning. Today is Wednesday, March 29th, and it is my pleasure to read a paper that the author has uh, agreed that I may share with you, because I think it challenges us to look at some of the things happening in science that are not necessarily science. Uh, this is related to some of our views of religion and how we're trying to create a science out of religion. Um, this paper really I found very profound and it, it just was so clear and it also helped me to look at theory development. So I think if you have a few moments to listen to this paper, it's well worth listening to. And um, I'll tell you a little bit more about the author. The author's name is Dr. Penny Higgins, and she is a research associate in the Department of Earth and Environmental Sciences in the University of Rochester. Um, this, uh, this paper was actually shared on a, the Professor Listserv, which is called Tomorrow's Professor Listserv, and it's sponsored by Stanford um, University. And that's another great resource that I urge you to subscribe to, and information about that is if you click on my resources page and then the link that is, says Great Websites for Students and Educators, well worth another um, subscription that really sends out some fantastic information for, for educators and for students in um, high, regarding higher education. Um, the paper also is actually uh, posted on a website, um, and this is an, a website that was new to me. It's, it's hosted by the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal, and the website address for that is CS, uh, www.csicop.org. I'll repeat that, www.csicop.org. And the um, editors for this have also agreed that I can share this paper. I will also post this information on my website and on my blog in case you need to, um, if you prefer to, uh, gather some more uh, book, bookmarks for you to have. Anyway, the name of the paper is called Why Intelligent Design, ID, is Not Science. And as you know, this has been um, something the Bush administration has been trying to push as to why we should be teaching this in schools. Um, anyway, I, I will read the paper and then you can formulate your own thoughts. So... Why intelligent design is not science and why, therefore, it should not be taught in a science curriculum by Penny Higgins. Science is a tool used to describe our world, to understand why the world is the way it is, and to predict what the outcome of a mixture of characteristics may be. Science attempts to do this by studying only phenomena that aren't material, meaning countable, measurable, visible, tangible things by making the fewest assumptions possible. By being this way, scientists hope to eliminate faulty thinking and conclusions due to matters of opinion, professional conflict, personal experience, or biased knowledge, among other things. Scientists approach their work by asking testable questions, commonly considered a hypothesis, running the test, which is an experiment, and by always providing within the hypothesis some means by which the hypothesis can be unequivocally disproved. 
Most experiments test the predictive power of the hypothesis. If I mix chemical A and chemical B, I should get chemical C and a flash of light. Or people who hate tomatoes also hate ketchup. In their experiments, scientists seek to validate their hypotheses, that is, to make observations that support their hypotheses and never once observe the evidence that disproves their hypothesis. If ever, even for a microsecond, that one thing that disproves the hypothesis is observed, then the whole hypothesis has been shown to be false. At this point, the scientist starts over with a new or revised hypothesis. The most important point is that only one tiny little event can falsify a hypothesis. I got chemical D, or this person who hates tomatoes absolutely loves ketchup. Or, I'm adding my own thought here, someone who smokes who does not get cancer. However, absolute proof can never be achieved since there is always the chance that the single falsifying observation may have been missed. If a hypothesis is subjected to test after test over many years and by many different people and does not fail, it will most likely be elevated to the level of theory. The term theory is sciences for we are pretty darn sure this is absolutely true, but since absolute proof is impossible by the nature of science, we'll just call it something besides absolute truth. This is basic scientific honesty. You can't run every experiment or make every observation. One of the most harassed theories today is the theory of evolution, which posits that all organisms on this planet are related through a common ancestor and that it is gradual change over extreme spans of time that accounts for the diversity of species today. With this theory, we can predict and understand how and why organisms behave the way they do. If a person wants to understand why dogs, wolves, and coyotes are capable of interbreeding, but they generally don't, one only has to look at evolution. To understand why birds' knees bend backward, look to evolution. Why do we sometimes, when we're particularly upset, find ourselves behaving like apes? And what can we do about it? Turn to evolution. How can DNA from a virus infect a human cell? We're talking evolution. As noted earlier, science restricts itself to material knowledge, and it seeks to develop hypotheses that will assist us in understanding and predicting the nature of our world. Recently, the concept of intelligent design or ID, has been brought forward as an alternative theory explaining the origin of the diversity of life on Earth. The key to ID is the notion that many of the basic parts that all organisms share are too complex to have arisen from gradual change or evolution. ID proposes that some external agent or intelligent, the intelligent designer per se, is responsible for making these critical bits. But is ID science? Should it be taught in a science classroom alongside the theory of evolution? Well, Dr. Higgins proposes, can it be tested? Are there falsifying observations? ID could potentially be disproved by observing a more primitive intermediate form of some part that has been touted as too complex to be natural. 
But then the individual running the ID experiment can alter his hypothesis to say that this new structure is that which was installed by the intelligent designer. Because of this, there is no part of ID that can be unequivocally falsified by material science. The second part of ID calls for a external designer, the supreme being, so to speak. This idea is neither fully supported nor fully falsified by material observation, what we use in the scientific world of evidence. That's my thought. There is no scientific way to test for the presence or absence of the designer, as the designer is defined as unobservable, or at least only observable by a chosen few, whoever they may be. My thought. One of the most important characteristics of scientific hypotheses and theories is the predictive power they provide. Intelligent design does not offer any new explanation or observation about these complex structures that the theory of evolution does not already provide. The observation that some structures in organisms are too complex to have originated from gradual change will not help scientists to develop a better antibiotic, for example. In fact, the idea that some things are too complex is anti-scientific, since it seems to suggest that we should not try to understand the origins of the complex structures. Intelligent design discourages us from looking and asking questions. True science, however, moves on. If it is later found to be the case that some structures and organisms do not have more primitive counterparts, science will observe and recognize this fact, and the new knowledge will be incorporated into evolutionary theory. She concludes her paper with the following. Intelligent design is not a scientific theory and should not be taught alongside the theory of evolution. It offers nothing to help students understand how science works. It merely is a statement of how complex life seems to be, not even worth an hour of classroom time. That is the end of uh, the paper, and I just want to share that I... Fully agree with Dr. Higgins' paper and her thoughts, and that we we have to be so careful of trying to scientize um, intelligent design, and that we we have to use the basic rules and foundation of theory development and science in encouraging um, curriculum development and encouraging our young minds to think. I hope you found this interesting. Again, I will have all the details where you can uh, access this document. And um, I thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Take good care. This is Dr. Gwen.